0: Hey, this is Anthony from A Matter of Truth. I just wanted to take this opportunity at the top of the episode to talk about a great Instagram account, a great Instagram store. They are called Bible Map Store, all run together. Look for them on Instagram, follow them. What they offer are just beautiful Bible maps for study and for decoration. They have a great a great selection to choose from. And they really are just a great resource for, for for teaching and for studying. And guess what? They offer free shipping. You can't beat that, right? So they recently sent me their brand new release. It's Paul's Missionary Journeys. It's a beautiful map. And it includes the three journeys plus Paul's journey to Rome. And it, man, it looks amazing. I'm, I'm super excited to put it up Hang it up in my office here. So, again, grab your Bible map, find them on Instagram, Bible Map Store. So, once I post the pictures of my map that they sent me, um, I'm going to post a promo code and it'll give you 30% off of their new release, Paul's Missionary Journeys map. And you'll get 30% off plus free shipping. You can't beat that. So, truly appreciate it. God bless. Check them out, Bible Map Store.
1: Hey, everybody. Welcome to another new episode of A Matter of Truth. I am your host, Pastor Alex, and I am the one actually kicking off the show this week. Uh, and uh, I've got Anthony on the mic with us. Yes, yes, yes. How's it going, Alex? Oh, you know, it's uh, this is actually pretty cool because this is now two episodes yeah. this year, and it's not even the end of January.
0: Yeah, well, close to the end of January, but... We said last month we were going to get on the stick and we were yeah. going to get some of these episodes out monthly. Uh, could come in the beginning, could come at the end, could come in, mm-hmm. you know, the middle of the yep. month. But I don't know. That's kind of the surprise of it all. That well, is. So, yeah, we're committed to getting these out monthly, though, moving forward, for sure.
1: Right, right. And, and I think people kind of like that because it's one of those, like, are they going to, when's the next one going to release? It's kind of like, you know, you get into, like, your favorite show even though you know your show is always going to be released on that next on that you know specific day it's yeah. like you just you wait in anticipation right? yeah and i hope i
0: hope we have a couple fans out there that do that for our Hopefully. for this podcast <laughs> and, and i also like the streaming services that actually they'll dump everything at the beginning of the season yeah and uh i don't know i don't know if anybody who actually does that within this platform i don't know if you um are familiar but um right. yeah i it's a cool concept but i don't think it'd not think we've done not And, and I think a lot of it is because of what, you know,
1: maybe the Bible dingers could pull something off like that because they do like, they do all their stuff in the series. Yeah. Yes, they do. Or in a season. Yeah. Yeah. They could, they could probably pull it off. But I think with a podcast versus like a TV show, people generally listen to it in their travels to work or they're at their gym or they're on a walk. Yeah. It's very rare that you're listening to it just chilling in your office at home. No, no.
0: Agree. It, but it, it could
1: happen. And so whereas like a television show, you, you know, you've got time in the evening where you're just like, I'm done with everything. I'm going to plop down and binge for the next six hours. Yeah. You should probably listen to a podcast when you do that. <laughs>
0: yeah. When I was commuting to work, I used to listen to just oh, yeah. tons of podcasts. Yeah. It's just easy. Go and. Hit the button. You listen to podcast. You know now I telework, so it's a little bit different. Mm-hmm. I got to find the right timing to, you know, to focus and get in uh, throughout the day. So it's a little yeah. bit different now. Well, I,
1: I I'm the same way. Before I moved to Iowa, I had a 35 minute drive to work every morning and, and then 35 home. And if you got caught in traffic, you know it was a perfect time to catch an uh, catch a podcast or yeah, very true. Listen to a book and yeah, and really just un, unwind. And now I walk to work, which is about twenty feet from my house. That's awesome, and and that's only when I need to go to the church for something. Otherwise, I work in my office here in the home. And I personally like listening to podcasts, and I like the banter,s and I like you know the the a lot of those shows out there. But I cannot listen to a podcast while I do work. No it way, just I can. Yeah, no. I just it so I, I have to be kind of in a mindless state if i 'm driving or if i 'm at the gym or something like that, like where my attention can can be f- be okay if it's if i 'm paying attention to something that i 'm hearing, yeah well
0: so. well, I can listen to sports podcasts when like i 'm working out because i don 't have to really hundred percent focus, mm-hmm. but if you think about podcasts, I mean they're a lot like sermons you know w- you know when you listen to really good ones y- you want to. Uh, submerge yourself into it. You want to take notes and that's what you do at church. If you're doing your due diligence, you're, oh, yeah. you're, you're listening to the sermon, you're, you're following along in scripture and you're, you're taking these notes. So, um, I, you know, podcasts yep. you really can learn and grow from just like, yep. just like a uh, sermons. Good, good podcasts, mind you. <laughs> yep. And
1: you know, I would be pretty, I think as a pastor, I'd be pretty <laughs> distraught if I saw somebody bring like a computer in. During a sermon, and they're sitting there typing away. <laughs> really, <laughs> I I think I would probably get a little upset huh. with that one. Now, really? like I, I I yeah, I think because I mean it would be I got I mean if they were taking notes, maybe you know because like in a college class, there's a lot of people that take notes, you know, as the professor's talking. But I don't I don't preach sermons in the pulpit that are exegetical deep dives to where taking notes is an, is a, is a must. Uh, I save that for my teaching on Sunday nights during the Bible study. So, but even then I don't have people who come and bring and and take notes. They just sit and pay attention and stare at me and then ask me crazy questions (laughs) that I have to come up
0: with answers to. And my church, I mean, there are people that bring in iPads, um, you know, they take notes yeah. throughout the sermon. And, and I, I'm on my phone, actually. I use the Bible on, on my phone. Uh, I use Logos, and uh, I take notes all within the app. And that just works for me. It's all right there in my hands, and I can easily go back and forth. So um, it might look like I'm on my phone, but I'm, re- I'm really not uh, playing around my phone, texting people. I'm actually uh, you know going through, taking notes, and following yeah. along with the sermon. So mm-hmm. that, that just works for me yeah
1: my the last church i was a member at we would uh we'd bring our bibles and i i had a journaling bible so i just took notes in that yeah Uh, but then there were times that i had my phone and i'd follow along on my phone but most of the people in my congregation are older (laughs) they don't care for any of that stuff so
0: so if they saw someone with a computer or ipad they walk in yeah
1: they'd they'd, (laughs) they'd, they'd be they'd probably be as distraught as i would be they'd be like
0: what's going on here (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> you know like i'm over here preaching with candlelight and fireplace and Old these people school. bring in
0: their flashy technology <laughs> yeah well you know it's it's that's the way everything's yeah. shifting now it's a matter of just right. getting used to it and and really you'd rather see that the technology than somebody uh falling asleep in in the pew or in their seat oh yeah dozing yeah. off right But
1: you get that too. And that's kind of a unique hurdle to cross is some of the, you know, people closer to the end of their lives than the older ones. They, they struggle. It's real life, man. You know, you pump them full of coffee in the mornings and some of them are pretty wired, but you can catch every once in a while a drifter. And it's kind of, it's, it's for the, it's, it's, you definitely have to leave your ego at the door. For sure, uh, you know it, you, you cannot go in there expecting everybody to be n- white knuckle paying attention to every word. Yeah, you know because it's just going to be people who f- will flat out fall asleep. Yeah, and that. So it's real life. Oh well. <laughs> so we got uh we got some topics. We do. That we do. we're going to we talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, and so. If those who listen to this remember about a month ago, we put up a question box on Instagram and we were fishing for topics and we had a lot of really good answers or suggestions, I could say. And we could have gone with this uh, and we probably may actually touch base on some of them in the future. So if you get gave us a a suggestion and we're not going to touch on it in this series, hold your horse. We'll get there probably fairly soon cuz there's a lot of really good ideas out there. And then there are just some of you guys who are goofballs trying to be, you know, the next Adam Sandler. <laughs> so uh but why don't you introduce this new series for us and we'll okay. kind of do an intro
0: on it for this episode. Okay, sounds good. So the topic that came to us, not really in question form, but it um it was more of a statement, it's Evangelicals deconstructing Um, so we're going to cover the topic deconstruction and Mm -hmm. it's a part one of, like we said, a multiple series. And, um, I think it's a great topic. It's something that's very relevant to today. It's probably been going on since the beginning of time. Um, and we're gonna, we're gonna unpack that. And I know a lot of people know what deconstructing is, but we're going to look at it in the terms of, of, of con the context of the type of deconstructing that could be happening in someone's life. Um, we know that it yep. is a uh, it's a philosophical term, and it's mm-hmm. uh, it's one mm-hmm. like uh, these other philosophies. It's come out of uh, postmodernism, and it celebrates you know human autonomy, and yeah. it's based on you know the truth of of a of of yourself of, of a man. So we'll cover it from the standpoint of what it means to deconstruct from um, from the Christian faith. Because there's different contexts, like we said. What do you think? I think so. Yeah, yeah. And here's another, just kind of random, uh, dumb fact that uh, I came across. Uh, so exvangelical and like deconstruction, mm-hmm. um, it's been like hashtag like twenty two thousand plus times or something. Oh, yeah. So yep. it's uh it's it's a trending thing, like I said, and it's something that mm-hmm. is on the uptick. It's on the uprise. Um, as people want to redefine God and re- redesign, redefine the yeah. Christian faith all yeah. on their own, on their terms. So you, you go ahead and you start and kick it off and how we're going to break it down. Okay. Well,
1: just to, just to get people's like, uh, mouth watering, if you would, um, uh, we, we do have some shows in this series planned out. Uh, we could go as many as six or more episodes, but we'll just kind of see how, how the apples fall. Our premise is to keep the shows to about a 30-minute time window, and so there's probably going to be two shows per major topic because these are things that, you know, Anthony and I could talk about forever in a day. So we are going to obviously take today's show, and we're going to look at kind of just an intro, a generalization of this series. Uh, And then next time, we will meet and we'll be talking about the evangelicals who deconstruct and we will kind of uh, use that to deep dive a little bit into some of the theologies that are being taught in these churches. And we'll talk about why um, it's it's pretty easy for these people to walk away from the faith versus maybe some who grow up in more of a strict liturgical church. Uh, so we'll talk about that. And then the next uh, topic in the series is, Again, like I said, these could take two episodes or so to do, but the next topic will be the ex evangelical movement. And and this is pretty hot because people have made like Instagram pages and have made this a big platform. And they they use the language of deconstructing. Um, but they they kind of shift it towards a in what their in their eyes they would consider to be an orthodoxy type Christianity. When in reality, they're kind of way off the spectrum in terms of what orthodoxy is. So we're going to talk about that and then we'll close out the series. And again, we might add stuff to it, but right now this is where we're looking at. And then we're going to close the series out with deconstructing to a true biblical faith. And that's kind of a statement slash question because is it possible for somebody to quote unquote deconstruct but then fall into a right biblical construct of faith and so we'll handle that and then we've got you know all sorts of different things that we'll be touching base on and we'll probably talk about you know uh these pastors who deconstruct and we'll talk about some of those big time authors the musicians and we'll we'll certainly do our due diligence for you in this series and we obviously would always preference it with that where this won't be an exhaustive series on this topic and it won't be able to, you know, hit every hammer blow to it, but we will certainly do our best to cover these topics in, in a, as you know, closely focused view as we can. So what are your thoughts?
0: Yeah, no, I think that, I think that is a great outline. I think, you hit it on the head. I, it's not going to be an exhaustive uh, look into it, and I—I I was just telling you before we hopped on the mic that you know mm-hmm. it's um, a lo- a lot of people believe you can't actually define it. It's um, so right. I, I get it, and we're going to do again in the context of the Christian faith. That's what we're going to look at, and um, you know, just I jotted down some notes, and so if we look at um, deconstruction you know, faith deconstruction as it's, you know, it, it's on the internet, uh, what people believe it to be. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's talk a little bit about that. So the, the phenomenon of, uh, of people who they're trying to rethink, they are reexamining, uh, you know, the belief system that, you know, whether they grew up with it or, or the one that they're currently in altogether. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. um, You know, it's it's an interesting thing because it it goes to, you know, I think ultimately, you know, you hear we hear about it as a in a very negative way, and you touched on episode three. You know, you think of it in there's the positive side deconstructing to a true you know orthodoxy biblical faith. So, um, so we're gonna kind of go from you know, kind of what it is high level and some just some thoughts to you know, the, I guess there's absolutely a positive way to, to look at it. And I, and that goes to the range of meanings. And, um, the, uh, there's, there's a podcaster, um, uh, uh Alyssa Childers, I think is her name. Is that how you, am I pronouncing yeah. it right? I, I, yeah, I believe okay. so. So she defines deconstruction as, um, and I noted it here cause I, I saw it come across and I, I, I jotted down the, the quote, Um, the process of systematically dissecting and often rejecting the beliefs you grew up with Mm -hmm. so i think that ultimately deconstruction is supposed to look at what you believe right why you believe and you know and, and understanding it what i think is ultimately of concern is the uh you know what I said earlier, you know, just a second ago, what is the critical consequences to that? And based on what you're deconstructing, too, right? And I think, too, we should also
1: take on this kind of notion of what you know. The, I think the, the I think a, a big focus can be the deconstructing from right. what to, to yeah. what, and you know, with a lot of these people, um, they would blame the 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 denominational churches that they grew up in, and I'm using the air quotes here, and they would say, well, and, and I'll use Lutherans as a as a as an example. They'll say, well, you know, the the Lutheran Church, it's just all legalism, and they all I did was had to do works, and and they, you know or whatever they're going to harp on. Which, if you go to a Lutheran church and you hear the preacher pounding you on works, you're not really in a Lutheran church. Yeah. So it's. It has to be one of these things that we've really pull the onion peels back because there's probably something happening at some point in that person's life that is causing them doubt and, and fear and uncertainty when it comes to their faith. There's no assurance, and this is the easiest way to deconstruct, to walk away from whatever they were taught as they were children or young adults or or whatever. Go
0: ahead. Yeah, no, I was just going to add on to that. I mean, I th- I think that you I mean, you see in scripture, we're taught to think critically and to yep. weigh all things against, you know, against scripture. So we we are taught to um to to question and and I think I think it's natural especially when you come into a true orthodoxy um Christian faith, if you will, um that you know, you, you are going to ha- ask questions and that's okay. Mm-hmm. And you're going to, yep. you're going to say, I, I just don't, I don't know about this. I'm not sure about that. You know, and you could, people view that as, what well, are you doubting? Well, there's going to be some natural, I think doubts. We're, we're human. But yeah. again, it's, it's, where are you going to for your answers? Where, you know, what are you searching for your answers? Or if you're going to a secular, um, the secular ideology, the, you know, um, and if you're turning to, uh, you know, this this postmodern, uh, you know, philosophies and things, you know, it's it, it's an it's a it's an opening for Satan. Yep. Ultimately, and and the deconstructing the Christian deconstructing movement deconstruction movement, it's anything but Christian. And we have to, I think we have to look at that and we have to meet it head on. And, you know, mm-hmm. because. I think one of the things that, that bothers me and I struggle with this it, you know with with the sense of you know it, things bothering me and and, and kind of spins me up and I need to let those types of things go <laughs> but I'm trying to do better at that but you mm-hmm. have people I, you know I see people who have built their 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 fortune their fame on on the crucified Christ oh yeah with you know with they have millions of fans millions of followers and and then you know they move and they deconstruct to the, to a worldly ideology of tolerance, of universal mm-hmm. love, and yep. uh, you know, and and they marginalize, they start this process of marginalizing the biblical Christ as just another way to heaven. And it's mm-hmm. not really the only way. Yeah. So it's and it's not really new if you really right. think about it. If if you if you're you study scripture and you and you go to, to even just simple 101, you 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 look at how Satan assaulted Adam and Eve in the garden. I mean, right. That's, that's really the kind of the start of it. You know, in Genesis three, three, one.
1: Yeah. Well, and, and two, you know, I want to name a, a particular artist here, Lauren Daigle. Um, she was a big time and she's by, I guess she still is big time Christian artist, quote unquote. Right. But when, when she was coming up kind of in the scene new to the world, she, she, she made good music. She's got a beautiful voice.
0: Absolutely and, beautiful and voice.
1: She, yeah. She she did some wonderful music. But then, you know, her fame kind of blew up. And it was one of those things like she couldn't, you know, stand and 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 testify against her faith because she was fearful that she would lose fans. And those things are really the starting pieces to how some of these people you know, might drift away from their kind of Christian identity. And now she, I think she just sees herself as being a kind of a pop star, but with a little bit of some Christian ease to it. And we've seen a lot of that happen, especially in the music side where these artists will find that they can make some good money being Christian artists, but they can make even more money if they just stop talking about Jesus.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. That they have, you know, they're deconstructing away from the truth of scripture, which mm. we know is sufficient. Right. And they all, I think what gets me is they all act like they have some kind of new revelation that makes them philosophically like more enlightened. Yeah. Um, you it's know. called
1: Gnosticism <laughs> there. <laughs> exactly.
0: And yeah. what it's just a movement rooted, it's a movement away from God. Mm-hmm. Be- because and this is i mean look at every single one because it's rooted in uh emotions feelings yep. and ultimately rebellion is what it is because they what they're what they most of them end up doing if they're if, if they haven't deconstructed to atheism which there's a lar- large portion of folks that have done have have done that mm-hmm. a lot of them like lauren daigle kevin max um uh, who's the other one recently. She's not, I don't know that she's deconstructing, but she's introducing doubts about what God says in his word is like Amy Grant. That was the big one that recently Mm -hmm. hit. Um, you know, my mom was a big Amy Grant fan. And, um, but what they're doing is they're just simply gonna, they're going to redefine God and his word to their own liking. And that's the beginning of, you know, and it can reach a point where you end up like a Josh Harris. Yep. And that's so, that's a problem.
1: Yeah, it's massive. Yeah. It's a massive problem. I asked my students in confirmation a couple of weeks ago, if you could make your own god, what would you how would you make him? And you know, some of the kind of connected answers were happy, joyful, loving, caring, you know, always this and feel good. <laughs> and it's and like that's great, but we also forget that Justice needs to happen because this world is broken with sin. And if we have a God that's just all frolicking through the flowers, happy hippie style, you know, creator, there's going to be no justice served for the injustices that occur in this world. Yeah. Yeah. And and I think that scares a lot of those evangelical people who have either left the faith completely or. Have quote unquote deconstructed to create their own god and their own image, and they're doing nothing different than what you know Moses did in or the Israelites did to Moses in the in the desert when he was up on Mount Sinai. They make a golden calf because they're like, we should worship this. You know, it's it's no different than that.
0: Yeah, I mean, there, it's it's a dismantling of one's understanding of what it means to be a Christian. Yeah, you know, evangelical. I, you know, I know that term is so you know. I don't even like using that term, but, you know, and in, in in a lot of cases, it's really a person, like I just mentioned, they want to create their own God. It's a refusal to recognize, um, scripture as authoritative Yeah, and they, they just, they don't want it. They, they don't want a God telling them they, and they view their, geez, God's telling me this and I don't want that kind of God. And they're like, well, well, my God is. My God is love. My God is accepting, and my God is tolerant. And my God, you know, would never do the, atro- the you know these the atrocities that the Catholic priest and, and look at all these right. pastors who who were cheating and and they're with other women and you know all mm-hmm. of this stuff. But it's like wait, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. We, we're in a sinful, fallen world. You should expect that to happen. And it, moreover, the issue is is putting your pastor or priest or anybody on a pedestal like right. they are God. And not weighing yep. what they're saying as you go, as you're learning, you should be, be being discipled and holding them accountable in a loving, yep. godly way.
1: Yep. And, you know, the, <laughs> it's just, it's one of those things for people that it, it strikes a nerve when you talk about, you know, God's commandments. Because if we have in this, I'm going to kind of give a spoiler, if you would. Uh, on the show and i haven't i haven't only think i've really even told you my idea yet but when i get done with my masters hopefully by the end of february one of my ideas for a book is to um take this concept of law gospel and explain it in a manner that people in the church can pick up and read and understand and and i'll tell you off-site you know more of my yeah okay my uh idea in, in depth but for the show's sake if people had a right understanding to be able to distinguish between law and gospel, they wouldn't have to deconstruct. They they could they could then say, "Yeah, my pastor is a whack," or "This church is not a church for me," because they can see when it's all legalism, right? And there is no gospel, and that's what ninety nine point nine percent of these deconstructionists are going through is they're leaving some sort of legalism, some sort of law based church and and they're going to a to a lighter law- based church, something that's a little less you know uh angry, if you would, <laughs> more affirming
0: yeah and I mean there's also the 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 group of you know that they've had a loved one who was sexually abused, things like that mm-hmm. and, yep. and that causes them to quote you oh know, trauma, trauma yep. right exactly yep. trauma um you know but and those but, are those are in my opinion, those are a completely
1: different. Issue within the church than than the social media deconstructors.
0: Agree, I would agree with that. Yeah, yeah.
1: These these people who have been abused or have experienced that that is a very delicate and personal situation, and those are. I think. I mean, I I, I certainly think in this series we could certainly touch base on maybe how to handle that from a pastoral standpoint, but I I want mainly to hammer out these, you know, the social media people, you know, or the celebrities or the, or, you know, cause everybody now has a platform, right? Everybody's a performer. Everybody's got, you know, the look at me moments and, and the big hot ticket is to deconstruct because,
0: you know, everybody's doing it. So, well, yeah. And it's the cultural influences that people are letting in wide open door um you know are you know a, a huge issue within within i think the faith because you don't n- nowadays with you know and woke not woke mm-hmm. and, you know everything mm-hmm. um it's they a- again they are like well i don't want to be seen as looking like this Th- this uh, you know this this type of Christian right, and mm-hmm. you know and they view it as like you were kind of outlining, this legalistic. When you know, the, I, I think what it is is they don't they don't understand um, anything about number one about church history. You, you and I talked a little bit of that via text. Mm-hmm. You know, having a, having an understanding about the church history and and the and the and our fathers, the the first church fathers who were the apostles, mm-hmm. right? Yep. So they don't have an understanding of. You know what's outlined in Scripture, and you and I also talked about maybe digging into, you know, Paul, where we get a lot of the Pauline th- theology. You know, he's talking to churchgoers, yeah, and the issues with what's being let into the church from, from their from their former lives. Right. Yeah, and one,
1: I think one big issue churches fail with handling properly is the pauline epistles because yeah at, at a first glance it's going to feel like it's nothing but legalism right it's nothing about about a bunch of laws and do this and do this and do this and this is how you're supposed to be um but it's i was watching this video with my confirmands last night and i thought it was kind of interesting they make this comment that you know in the old testament you're given all these laws and commands and then in the new testament you're just told how to live your life like <laughs> like a good perfect christian and it's you know, it's the same thing, and but to to rightfully understand and dice and distinguish and dissect those to see, okay, what is Paul really telling us, and is this a command that, uh, you know, would be a benefit for me? Is this you know something that is demonstrating my freedom in Christ? You know, or is this simply something that's a uh, cultural, and Paul's just dealing with a a situation in the church? Because that's another thing, people. I I think fail to realize is especially like head coverings and stuff like that. Paul's dealing with real world situations in a real world church in a real time period. Right. And yes, I, I fully agree that scripture from Genesis to revelation can be used at any time in history, no matter how simple civilization is or how advanced they are. But we also have to understand that there are cultural passages And things that are talked and demonstrated on, you know, from that particular view, like if you go to the Old Testament, you're going to probably see more things on, you know, slavery and, you know, and treating of certain peoples in certain manners than you do. You would never see that even in the New Testament, nor would you see that in today's culture. But those those are relevant in the framework of what they are talked about in Scripture.
0: Yeah. What. yeah, I mean, when you know you have Old Testament scripture where God said, "Go, you know," and says, "Go destroy every man, woman, and child." In this, yeah. I mean, and people, you, you know, you hear people say, "Well, that's not my God." It's like, wait, yeah, it's exactly. a, it's it's the same God. You got to understand, you know, how to look at scripture. It's it, so, yeah, absolutely with deconstructing. You know, it, it, a lot of these folks they don't dive in and they don't grow in the faith and mm-hmm. they let in this this cultural element. And it's crazy. It's like something, something like LGBTQ, which is the mm-hmm. next. Hu- just, I mean, that is absolutely the next huge thing. I mean, you have yeah. you have the Pope just recently saying it is, um, oh my goodness, I, I'm gonna get this quote wrong, so I shouldn't even say because it, it wouldn't be appropriate. But he he mentioned something about homosexuality and it not it it being something about it being un unjust. Oh, I cannot remember, so I won't even say. But anyway, mm-hmm. the the this new Pope guy he's not new, but, you know, he's, he's full on liberal and, um, you know, again, he's just, you know, casting kind of this, this idea that it's not, it's, it's not so bad how sexuality is not really, you know, a bad thing. God, he said something to the effect that God accepts all of, all of, they're all his children and it's just mm. the way things are framed. It's just very, very, you know, it, it's, it's, it's Satan and this is Satan's ploy. This is what he's using to pull people away from biblical truth, you know, the scripture, uh, in God's word. And, um, I love what Matthew Henry says. He says, Satan teaches men first to doubt and then to deny. Right. And Mm -hmm. that's, that's what, I mean, ultimately that's what deconstructing is. You're, you you are, you, something has happened. You've come across something. Mm -hmm. Um, that you're like, well, I'm going to, you know, this just doesn't, this doesn't align with my cultural feelings. Right. You know, and you know, I'm going to, I'm going to move away from it. I'm, you know, that's not my Jesus. That's not my God. So, um, it's, I I think I want to say one thing, I know we're getting to the mark and I'm going to let you kind of close out some of the, some of, with some, some things and some thoughts, but you know, the the deconstructing away from Scripture, away from the biblical God, away from the biblical Christ, is absolutely um, deconstructing to a false religion, and mm-hmm. it's putting yourself on the wide and destructive path. I, yep. I don't. You can't convince me otherwise. It's it's Satan's ploy. It's what he wants to do, mm-hmm. and um, it, it is it's so important people for people to understand that you know your feelings you know, your feelings are not truth. God's mm-hmm. word is truth. You know, our right. feelings are wrong, like 99.1% of the time. Mm-hmm. And we're yep. so we're like wrapped up in our emotions and feelings and we make, you know, that's the fallen world. And that's why we have to lean on a good and righteous and holy, holy God. Yep. Yep. And so to wrap
1: it up, cause again, we're, we're going to try to keep it right around about 30 minutes for you. Um, I think the shortened shows have really helped on dying lights kind of uh, platform take off, and that way you don't have to listen to a, to me drown on it, at least for an hour. <laughs> but uh, I I think there should be a motto that we're going to make for this series, and you and you kind of touched it in one of your uh, previous segments earlier in the show is how you think that you, how you don't like the word evangelical because people have made it into this just kind of a grotesque use. Yeah. It's, and so the motto that we should make for the show is make evangelical orthodoxy again.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> because exactly. I, I mean, John, John, the apostle is called John, the evangelist. Mm, and so right. if, if we, if we take that and make it orthodoxy again, we can, we can resurrect this term and apply it in a proper manner. Even when the, even when the, those on the outside of the church want to, you know, badger against it, we we will stand strong. So I like that. Yeah. So that'll be our motto. Um, but yeah, I, I really couldn't agree more with anything you said on that last part because it really does it's it's all about Satan drawing that doubt into one's ear. Did God really say? And for those who are lighthearted, you cannot just read a passage and then be all upset and distraught that you know especially when god commands israel to do something that would be like killing another nation or purging another nation or god's wrath against sodom and gomorrah or even in jonah when god says go to nineveh or i'm going to destroy him you you know all of these things there's 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 deep and complex theology tied to it and the goal and the goal for for any preachers to handle that in a manner that the congregation can hear and listen and understand. And for this podcast, I think you know we can certainly deal with some of these topics and, and help explain them in this series. So that way you can maybe hopefully hand this to somebody who is in that
0: process and they can maybe uh, bring in a little bit of reassurance back into their life. We should be encouraging each other to be mm. deconstructing uh, within our faith to orthodoxy, to biblical truth, we should be absolutely. That's what we should be de- deconstructing to, and shedding all of the all of the stuff and the garbage that we bring in from our former self. You know right. yep. And I'll, mm-hmm. I'll I'll close with that because that's exactly what Paul talks about in in First Corinthians. It's exactly yep. what he's addressing. So, yep. um, you know, that's what we should be encouraging and when we use this term deconstructing so anyway I'm going to close on that yep
1: and uh, I think that's it for the show ladies and gentlemen and uh, stay tuned because we got a lot of good content coming but uh, pay attention if you do not subscribe to the show subscribe to it so you'll get alerts when we do drop them because there will be no rhyme or reason when it will happen it could happen uh, one every two weeks it could be one every five weeks we'll see so Hold that button down and subscribe. Subscribe. Get to church, you bunch of heathens. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We'll see you later. God bless. God bless. Take care.
0: Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership.